0: Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: Election College, Episode 75, The Election of 2004. In this episode, a war heavily impacts a presidential election.
0: Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for election college, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith.
1: Jason, uh, George Bush, barely the president, but the president nonetheless, right?
0: Yeah, he's now one of the most popular presidents at the time because of 9-11. We mentioned after the hotly contested election results in 2000 that really 9-11 was the thing that brought some unity to the
1: country. Yeah, and then including in that uh, unity is Bush's approval ratings. 90%. Yeah. He had 90% approval in the country. That's something that Well, most presidents never see ever. (laughs) It's (laughs) like George Washington was the last person to have a 90% approval rating, (laughs) I'm pretty sure. The attacks happened, and then the nation went to war with Afghanistan and and really against the Taliban and uh, Osama bin Laden at large. And it kind of all happened real fast, real crazy, acted swiftly. And there's lots of uh, (laughs) debate out there about different things. But what we know is that there was a war. And the president was super popular.
0: Yeah, so Bush handily gets the Republican nomination because, well, my goodness, if you have 90% approval after the 9-11 events, uh, you've got this wartime role that W has embraced. Um, He's not finding any serious challenges at all to secure the Republican nomination.
1: There was one guy, the senator, from Rhode Island, Lincoln Chafee, who I was like, eh, maybe I'll challenge Bush. Maybe we'll get him on the anti-war thing because that might be starting to become a thing now. But then Saddam Hussein gets captured in 2003 and everybody likes Bush again. So it, it didn't really go over well for Chafee.
0: All right, so by the time March rolls around, Bush clinches the number of delegates that he needs for the nomination and he accepts the nomination. On September second and Dick Cheney, you're coming with him again. Yep. So
1: how about the Democrats? We should move on to them now, I think.
0: Yeah, the Democrats bring everybody in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so,
1: fourteen thousand Democrats running for the office.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have John Kerry, he's a senator from Massachusetts. You got John Edwards, Senator from North Carolina.
1: There's Howard Dean, who is the former governor of Vermont. Ah! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and he's the uh the front runner at this point. And um Wesley Clark, who's a general or was a general from Arkansas. Al Sharpton's there, Joe Lieberman's there, Dick Gephardt's there. Um Lyndon LaRoche is back. Man, there's more
0: too. (laughs) there really is. I mean, even, uh, Dennis Kucinich who, um, was probably the most liberal, I would say candidate. He's like, I'm going for it. Yeah. (laughs) So Howard Dean is the front runner going into this whole thing. He's a really good fundraiser. He takes the internet by storm to campaign. um, He's getting all kinds of individual supporters, which become known as deniacs. <laughs> <laughs> and he he was pretty pragmatic. Uh, He's a centrist during his time as the governor. And he was just very popular and, dare I say, charismatic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The general I mentioned, the four-star general, Leslie Clark, he wanted to run. He announced his intention for the Democratic Party primaries. And he really was all about patriotism. Which do you remember? Two thousand three, patriotism is at an all-time high. Yeah, you so, had a flag for your car, didn't you? I don't think I did. Oh my but, goodness! Um, I also didn't have a car. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Everybody
0: had those American flags, yeah. waving from their cars, and uh,
1: you still see a few cars.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from that era, pretty much, you had an American flag sticker, right, or
1: something. His only problem was he wasn't really all that charismatic. Oops. He got a late start, so he didn't have a whole lot of details in his proposals and his plans. And it showed. So even though he might have been a very serious, good contender, it just didn't work out for him.
0: Yeah. You had John Kerry, and he didn't have as many endorsements as Howard Dean, but he had... The machine behind him and uh, that whole thing of super delegates for the Democratic Party. Basically, if you are an establishment Democrat, you're going for Kerry.
1: Yep, basically. Going into the primaries, though, not everybody agreed with that. He was kind of seen as being in trouble. He fired his campaign manager. Mm-hmm. He uh, wasn't doing so great in some of the national polls, but. Then he uh, gets a little bit of a bump whenever Ted Kennedy assigns Mary Beth Cahill to be his campaign manager. And anything to do with Ted Kennedy in the Democratic realm is a good thing. So, Kerry actually mortgages his own home to lend the money to (laughs) his campaign. I mean, keep in mind that his wife,
0: Patricia hines Uh Kerry is like loaded right right (laughs) so he's not he's not gonna be living in a van down by the river right as a result
1: i do remember the uh in back in 2004 where everybody there was a sudden shift to oh he mortgages home all of a sudden yeah but his wife and his wife (laughs) became a central point of the campaign it seemed like yeah so iowa the caucus comes around in january and we've got nine candidates down from fourteen thousand. To nine candidates, <laughs> and uh, Howard Dean is pretty much this front runner, but surprisingly, John Kerry gets really strong results. He gets thirty-eight percent of the delegates, and then this guy named John Edwards, he gets thirty-two percent. Howard Dean's like, "What? What? What happened? <laughs> I just he got eighteen percent, and he was the front runner."
0: Yeah, and Dick Epphart, who, if you're an establishment Democrat, you're thinking. Poor Dick Gephardt. He wanted to be president for years. Right. And he just has a dismal Iowa. He gets 11% of the caucus vote, and he ends up dropping out of the race and endorses Kerry.
1: After after that, Dean gives this rally. He's uh, telling everybody how great everything's going. He's (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, just due to some technical issues. You can't really hear how excited the crowd really is to hear him. You pretty much just on the TV, at least, only hear him. Every word (laughs) he's saying, and he's very enthusiastic. It's just really is a riveting speech he's giving, talking about how they're gonna go forward. They're gonna take all the states. They're gonna sweep everybody in the primaries. And he's
0: mentioning every state by name. Like he's, (laughs) I mean, he's really
1: good. Yeah, he's shouting every single state. And then, then he, then he, then he just shouts. Jason mimicked it earlier a little bit, but ah! <laughs> it's the Dean scream. And this is what it becomes known by the press. The people who were there, like, oh, I didn't even notice anything. We were being so loud. I didn't, I didn't hear it. So I got back to my hotel because back at the hotel, they're showing the scream on national news a bunch over the next four days. Six hundred and thirty three times by cable and broadcast news. And we're not even talking about like, you know, your local station uh here in town or maybe in the biggest city nearby you. We're talking like a bunch of airplay. This one little scream has the poor poor guy. Yeah. If you want to talk media bias,
0: the media didn't seem to really care for Howard Dean, at least when it
1: came to the Dean scream. The Dean scream. That's just so sad and funny at the same time. Poor Dean Scream. Yeah. So John Kerry, (laughs)
0: he's the comeback
1: kid. He is. Although you can't say comeback kid because that was Bill Clinton's. Right. He's comeback carry. Sounds good to me. Yep. He wins the New Hampshire primary. And um, that's kind of a big deal, as we've talked about many Mm -hmm. times. He wins the South Carolina primary, which is also kind of a big deal. Lieberman drops out. A couple other people drop out everybody else drops out except for uh john edwards
0: yeah and south carolina rolls around and john edwards wins because he was born in south carolina and is the senator from north carolina but by the time super tuesday rolls around Kerry is winning all kinds of states he's racking up delegates and edwards drops out howard dean Drops out. Everybody is dropping out. Well, except for Kucinich. He's like, I'm hanging around
1: for a while. Well, i you know. Sharpton. <laughs> well, never. never. I mean,
0: he would never drop out. Never. He's still running. <laughs> <laughs> is he actually? Wait.
1: Is he running in 2016?
0: He's running for the 2004
1: election. Right. But I met in 2016. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just
0: sounded more confident. Yeah. We could have gone with that. Yeah. So... The Democratic National Convention. They gather in Boston on July 2nd.
1: And uh, it goes pretty well for John Gary. <laughs> he wins the nomination and selects John Edwards as his running mate, because why not? He's pretty popular as well. And there you go. There's your ticket for the for the Democratic National Convention. And interestingly enough, this young guy from Illinois, the, the senator from Illinois, Barack Obama, gives a uh, the keynote address. And, you know... People start noticing them.
0: Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny, Ben, because John Kerry, when he accepts the nomination, says, I'm John Kerry, and I'm reporting for duty. Yeah. And he was all about talking about how he is a Vietnam War hero. Right. That's going to come back on him in one way or another, here soon. Yeah. So Bush headed back to the general campaign. Bush is all about national security. He says that he is a decisive leader and Kerry is a flip-flopper.
1: Yeah, and flip-flopper becomes a really prominent term in 2004 because it's been around, of course, before this, but flip-flopper as a derogatory campaign slogan has never really been used. So there were numerous things that Kerry had said in the past, which You know, some of them maybe were legitimate criticisms and others were misunderstandings of what he said, but it just made him sound like he couldn't make up his mind. Yeah. So Bush makes him out to be a Massachusetts liberal, makes him out to be a flip flopper, and it's working.
0: Yeah. Bush is like, uh, he gets on the phone, calls his dad, and says, okay, (laughs) what did you do? (laughs) How did, what kind of tactics did you use? And, you know, HW is like, Say the word liberal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Everybody who is all about Bush, remember he's still popular. He's got the traditional values going on. He's got the hard stance on terrorism. He's got the, we captured Saddam Hussein thing going for him. Um, He, he's doing well in the polls.
0: Yeah. Uh, Of course, uh, we mentioned how after September 11th, we're talking 90% approval. And then... The ratings start to go down. Um, They do go up a bit when combat operations begin in Iraq in 2003. And then after, like we said earlier, uh, Saddam Hussein is captured in December of 2003. And Kerry's supporters are like, hey, buddy, your approval numbers are dwindling because anti-war sentiment is starting
1: to rise. Speaking of war, remember how Kerry had... Talked about how he was a veteran of the Vietnam War and, you know, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, there's this group, the Swift Vets. And uh, a Swift boat is the kind of boat that's used in combat. But the Swift Vets and the POWs for Truth that came out and said, you know, John Kerry, remember all the stuff he said? He's not all he's cracked up to be. He got some Purple Hearts. They're not all they're cracked up to be either.
0: Yeah. He was totally being discredited by a group of his colleagues. Right. Um, from Vietnam and the Swift boat veterans become pretty prominent when convention season rolls around. So when the convention is held in September, the Swift boat vets come on and they say, Hey, vote for this guy, meaning Bush, right? Cause he is the wartime hero. And this gave Bush a very comfortable margin.
1: So you have go through the debates that are typical, and then right before the election, four days before the election, in fact, this is an interesting turn of events. A videotape from Osama bin Laden uh, is broadcast, and it's addressed to the American people. And basically, bin Laden mentions, you know, hey, remember Um, 9/11? Ha ha, Bush, you didn't kill me yet, basically. And Bush's lead. Skyrockets. Well, I shouldn't say skyrockets. It definitely goes up over Kerry. And he takes more of a lead just days before the national election.
0: Yeah. It's quite the October surprise. Yeah. You want to talk about a few of the things that we remember most about the 2004 election?
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: So flip-flop, because Republicans said that John Kerry actually did vote for the $87 billion before I voted against it, (laughs) and then also... Swift voting, which we all know is because of those swift boat veterans, and that's used to describe to this day a harsh attack by a political opponent that is dishonest, personal, and unfair.
1: Yeah, I see it still used in media, like um, the show The Newsroom. Um, they were using it in a satirical way, but they were talking about different candidates that got swift voted, or actually, it wasn't even candidates that got swift voted. Swift I saw it recently in uh, a fiction book, I believe. Somebody said something about oh. being <laughs> swift footed So it could be anything. But yeah, that's definitely a pretty quick, popular phrase that, that came about. Uh, Joe Lieberman, I remember him saying he <laughs> he, he had Joe Menum. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's just kind of a funny thing to say. I mean, I know he meant he had momentum, but Joe Lieberman, funny guy.
0: Yeah. How about those results, Ben?
1: Hey, George Bush wins.
0: Yeah, he wins 50.73% of the vote with 286 electoral votes.
1: Yeah, this is not a landslide. It's also not really all that close when it comes down to how many million votes they were separating. But it's way closer than some we've seen. And it's way further apart than others, of course. Really interesting and uh also really interesting because there was this one faithless elector from minnesota that cast an electoral vote for john edwards and um well john edwards was like running for vice president so i don't know if they got confused or did it on purpose (laughs) i didn't look into that but uh it was interesting for sure
0: yeah ben you know what is really cool what's really cool it's really cool when people use our amazon affiliate link because it really helps us with the hosting and all it takes to produce Election College.
1: Yeah, so if you want to head on over to electioncollege.com slash Amazon, anytime you go and shop on amazon.com, you won't see any difference. It'll be the same old Amazon you know and love. Uncle Amazon, I like to say. And uh, your cousins, Ben and Jason, will get a little bit of a cut. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and while you're on the internet, because that's the place to be... Be sure to hop over to itunes and give us a star rating we promise it won't take that long but if you really want to show us some love over there give us a review and we guarantee that
1: we read it and appreciate it absolutely go ahead and interact with us as well on our social media channels by looking up election college and you can find us wherever you like to hang out on the internet i suppose yeah and we'll see you next time thanks